0: Welcome to the Bold Dreamer podcast. I am your host, Christina, and as always, I am so glad that you're here. The Bold Dreamer exists because I wanted a space for women to come together and listen to the stories of other women just out there doing their best to get to the places that they want to go. I try to fill this space full of inspiring stories and people chasing toward their dreams, no matter what hardships they have in front of them. I think there is so much power to hearing people do what they love and also knowing that it's not easy. And when it's not easy, that we're not alone. Um, we all have challenges and we all have to approach our dreams in a different way. There is not a you know, a street that you can get on that takes you there and um, makes it easy. It's, it's hard for all of us. And the episode today is with Brittany Caldwell. She is just a gem of a human being, and she is chasing some of the biggest dreams. Um, she is a fitness trainer and dance instructor, and she has had an idea of launching a company for years and starting in COVID, like a lot of us did. She really started to hone in on what it is she wanted to do. And she is in the final stages now of launching a completely safe, naturally caffeinated and hydrating electrolyte energy drink. She is really paving her way in this space and creating a new product SKU that we really haven't seen before, which is so exciting to talk to her about as a business owner and so exciting to hear for people that are going to love this product. And we spend so much of the episode just like talking about the things that inevitably go wrong in starting a product-based business like this and how... There is so much power to be found in bootstrapping a product-based business because you are quite literally forced into learning every single detail about what it is you're trying to do. And although it's really, really hard in the short term, it is so, so incredibly beneficial for the long term. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or your lemon water or your energy drink and sit at the table with us we can't wait for you to tune into this conversation. We hope that you walk away inspired. And if you've ever thought about starting a product-based business, don't be intimidated by the stories that we are telling. It is part of it. And if you are ever in the thick of it and knee deep, um, we are always here for you to talk to. So there's my favorite thing, and Brittany is such a testament to this, is everything is figure outable. So let's get into it. Okay, so I'm here with Brittany. Thank you so much for doing this with me.
1: Oh, I am so excited. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. I think we're going to have so much good, juicy stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, I have to ask you Are you a coffee drinker? Yeah. For sure. Okay, what's your favorite way to take your coffee? ice iced, just iced, wonder. and I
1: think I'm a self-proclaimed barista. Like mm. I'm talking iced with the syrups, whipped cream if I'm feeling froggy one day.
0: Yeah, nice. So totally you this did. is like part of your morning routine. You like yeah. wake up and like make the whole coffee drink. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Love that. Favorite flavor.
1: <laughs> um, brown. I'm on a brown sugar oat milk latte right now.
0: I don't – everybody has had those because that's, like, the big thing right now is, like, the brown sugar oat milk lattes, and I've not had one, and I feel like I really have to. I know. I mean –
1: I can teach you how to make a banging one, and you'll okay. never want a different, never uh, never want a different latte again. I also okay. can't form words today because that's just where my brain's
0: at. It's Monday. Okay. It's Monday morning for <laughs> anybody wondering, and we've had both of us have had quite a weekend. We chatted before we oh, got yeah. on here, and we'll get into that too. So, um, okay, brown sugar oat milk iced latte with whipped cream. If we're feeling froggy. Um, oh, yeah. So in your words, I love to ask people in your words, what you do. And I know you're in the beginning stages of starting like a full blown company. And I'd love just like the cliff notes or the longer version of how you got there here.
1: Um, Okay, so I am a dance teacher, choreographer, performance specialist for athletes, I also am a professional dancer, and I joke all the time that I am always caffeinated, never hydrated. Mm. And because of that statement, that has been a part of my life for, I don't know, 8, 10 years almost, um, I wanted a beverage that would caffeinate and hydrate me, as well as give me the recovery benefits instead of taking like three things in one so i created a brand called go brazy energy that is 100 percent coffee um caffeine so there's no additional caffeine sources it's all organic green coffee bean with electrolytes and bcaas so it's more of your ready to drink grab and go all you need beverage that's zero calorie and zero sugar
0: I am obsessed with that. I didn't realize that it all came from like the tagline. Isn't that so funny how like (laughs) you kind of carry something with you for so long and then it's like, oh, like you have like an aha moment. Oh, yeah. What was the moment like where you're like, okay, I am going to just create something? Because I mean, I've known Brittany for a few years and I remember like years back, you had talked about like, oh, like, I think it was like an energy bite business or something. You were like, maybe yeah. I can do like energy bites. So what was the aha moment for Go Brazy? Because from what I've seen online, like it looks very, I mean, you're in like a production facility, like all these things. So what was it like? Oh my gosh, I'm just going to go full blown, create a brand and a
1: product. I think- I originally, back in 2019, was when I had the idea for the energy drink. So Mm -hmm. when I talked to you, we talked about the energy bites. I was making like homemade uh, energy bites. That's not out of the question. It's just one thing at a time. And now that I'm getting into the CPG space, I'm like, what's next? What's next? You know, we're already there. Um, But the idea came in 2019 just kind of with my everyday life. And then COVID hit. Um, I kind of dug a little more during COVID. And was kind of like inconclusive with my research and didn't really know where to start, how to start. And then last year, I think, I can't, I honestly can't remember what brought it back, but something in the summer of last year, I had one of those moments where I was like, this really doesn't exist on the market in the way that I'd like to bring it to it. Um, You know, there's so many new energy drinks popping up, but essentially if you look at the back of everything, they're, genuinely all the same um and so i was like well i know what's necessary i think i was actually talking with an athlete one of my baseball players maybe we were talking about something oh my god here we go i have a baseball player who is in the league and he has to get every supplement he uses approved by his organization. And one of the things that he ran into, I remember he told me there is an energy drink that a lot of people drink. It's very well known. And he's like, yeah, we can't drink that. And I was like, why? And to my knowledge at the time, this was a natural energy drink. That's why I used to consume it. Um, And then he was like, no, it's on our banned substances list because of the combination of caffeine with other uppers in it that were considered performance enhancers. Oh so my God. he and I, yeah, he and I had this conversation during one of his training sessions. And from there I was like, Oh, and so then I started to look into it cause I was like, wow, like that's really shocking to me. Um, and I'm looking around and I start to like dig and I'm like, okay, you know, you wanted to do this at one point and that's when I noticed that one of the brands that I used to use a lot had really adjusted some things. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let me look into this. And so then I had a conversation with a couple people and, I talked to the right person and some people will say it was the wrong person, but I say it's the right person because this person said something to me that was like, he basically was like, if you don't have a million dollars in capital, I don't want to talk to you about this yet. So keep working. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for your help. When I really called you to get insight because I know that you've been involved with different brands before. So that's when I really started digging and doing my research to see what it would, take from like a capital standpoint to really get this off the ground and going. And to be honest, it's very capital heavy. And he wasn't wrong. The delivery just wasn't what I was looking for. And it was a perfect fire under my rear end to say, yep, let's do it. I love
0: that. It's like, okay, watch me. I'll come back with a million dollars. For sure. Or watch me do it my way. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. And don't get me wrong. Like we're going into a fundraising round where we're going to be raising $750,000, which will obviously put us close to our million start mark. But essentially- Needing the million to get started wasn't necessary. It basically took a little fire under my rear end and taking my money yeah. really bootstrapping down and making it happen to get it going. And so then you go back and you build your table of investors. But, yeah, that's basically where we started and how we got to product number one of our current SKUs.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is I, one, I love how many people like got their ideas and their start during COVID because I feel like it was a time for people that have like creativity in them. People were able to like really sit down and like quiet all the noise around them and actually have the time. Cause if you're, you're working with athletes, you work in a dance studio. Um, you do stuff out of the house. So your work probably stopped. Oh my God. I was doing anything I could do. Um, Like I was,
1: thankfully, um, like working with athletes, they're the ones that really like kept me going Mm -hmm. because as pros, like they didn't know when they were going to start their season back. So all of my guys were like working day in and day out around the clock. But in the dance studio, we were on Zoom and Zoom was probably the most miserable thing you could ever have especially as a tap teacher oh my god I'm like in my apartment trying not to kill my neighbors like they hate me because I'm in my apartment teaching a tap class
0: tap
1: yeah I have like boards that i had made and it was just like it was there were so many just uh setbacks from teaching dance and I had really gotten so drained as a dance teacher doing it because of the way I had to do it and not being able to be in the studio and be in the environment to really like be able to help kids and correct kids and help them grow. So I really locked in with my athletes for like, like pretty much full time at the moment until like they went back to their respective cities and sports really started up again. Um, but yeah, it was basically my think tank and some of the ideas that came about for me during COVID included the energy drink, the seltzer company, the cider company and the energy bite. So I thought about all of these way back in 2020 and here we are in 2023, actually making shit shake.
0: Oh my God. And it looks so good. So I would love for you to like talk about the process of creating a product that is to be like consumed, um, Because I'm sure there's all kinds of, like, I do a lot of, I have product-based business, but it's nowhere near as regulated as things that are going to be ingested. And um, I know you probably, I know you ran into an issue with your labels and like labels have to be a certain way. So like, what, did you say you're bootstrapping this? Yeah. Until you start fundraising? Yeah. I am such a proponent of bootstrapping because I think it teaches you things that you never, ever, ever would have learned. And you know, you're forced to know your business Everything. inside and out. Absolutely. So, but I would love to hear the process of like what getting started and like what it looked like. So this guy was like, okay, great. Like come back with the mill and you're like, Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yes, let's do no. it. Um, and you're going to though. So like what yeah. has this whole I guess year looked like? Challenges included.
1: Yeah. I started with getting the formula done. Um and basically just trying to figure out what it took to get a chemist to build a formula the way that I wanted it built. And so like when especially when it, again when it comes to ingesting and the people that I work with and the people that I know the importance of certain of the quality of things that they need. Um, I met with the company that did my formula and we discussed my rules and regulations and things that I wanted this beverage to be able to check off Um, and things like NSF approval or like being able to like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an NCAA athlete or an NFL, NBA, whatever level athlete with the way their banned substances lists work, making sure that they would have no issues with the beverage. Um, So setting those guidelines was step one. And then I was like, hey, this is the millennial candy that everyone loves. Um, Can you make this flavor the way that this piece of candy tastes? And so that was kind of where I was like, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. But we had about three months of trials where they were like, make a recipe, send it to me, make a different, send it to me. And we went back and forth for a little while. And then um, finally I got the one that was like, this is it. And that was like, all right, it's go time. And so while all this formula stuff is happening, I'm starting to work on like the marketing. So what does my label look like? What does the logo look like? I had an idea of what i wanted but i wasn't sure how to make it happen and i was actually talking to one of my teammates who also owns a business and she and i were just on the phone one day wait wait let me like jump back um before i got to the current brazy i had an entire name pitch deck logo everything done ready to go by the end of august of last year And the company was originally called Breeze. And we were like, yep, this sounds great. So shortly after Breeze was like my, like, this is what I love. Um, And then here's the way I want the label to look and all the things to the logo to look. Um, Lil Baby dropped the song, California Breeze. And I was like, it's like you read my mind. You know, we're Mm -hmm. right on the same page. This is the brand theme song. Love it, love it, love it. So at this point. I'm talking with my formula company and they're giving me these like steps on like things that I need to take care of while the formula is being finalized. And one of the first things on this list was trademarking. Mm -hmm. So trademarking is very underrated when it comes to business building. I think people trademark last. And what I learned, if you're going to do a product that's going to sit on the shelf next to other products, you need to trademark probably first. And then also have like a list of a thousand names that you could kind of go in and out with because you never know what's going to happen um so august september around september i believe i locked in with my trademark attorney and i was like yep i did my research throughout august but the entire month of august doing nothing but trademark research financial research all that stuff on the business to say signs still delivered september we hit the ground running in october well little did i know um when i thought the coast was going to be clear with my trademark because of my trademark research it was far from clear <laughs> far the furthest thing from clear you could ever think <laughs> was what my trademark was and I was like are you serious how the, the opposite of clear it was- like yeah like completely and I'm like now what that's my whole brand like that that's it right there like everything's oh. just out of the window all this work I've done so far I have to redo it so um the next like Two months between me starting my formula and finishing the formula, I'm going back and forth on the daily with my trademark attorney on like, what names can I do? Like, and she's like trying to come up with different things of ways to incorporate breeze, and in nothing is working. Literally nothing. Like, I'll have an idea, she'll have 12. And then we go through the the research on the 12. Nothing. 12 more, nothing. And I'm just like, she's like, you're gonna have to let Breeze go. And I'm like, okay. So then I sit there and I'm beating my head against the wall, literally day in and day out. So upset because like I said, I'm so, I'm so mentally invested in this particular name. And I'm like, now what? Like nothing else sounds good. Like I can't even, I can't even continue with like this name because like I need to just completely pivot. Um, And then another athlete moment clicked and I was working with an athlete um, and Sometimes on game days when I I catch like, you know, like you, you get to know people really closely whenever you work with them on a consistent basis. And I, I have a lot of conversations with my guys and sometimes they need a little energy boost. They need a little like pick me up a little, like, like wishing you the best kind of like text. And so like, one of the things I'll say to them is like go crazy, like on, like on the field, like that's like a thing. And so fast forward, I don't know, maybe this started in September, middle of September to like right before christmas and i was like go brazy brazy it kept the b with the breeze and the e the double e the double e thing was like something that i wanted to hang on to i don't know why but the double e was important for me from like a look standpoint and i was like okay brazy and so then I ran it by one of my athletes and he was like, yo, crazy, like brazy. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I love that. And in my mind, I didn't love it yet. I still didn't love the name, but I was like, I just need a product name. And my brother kept saying to me, he's like, people are going to buy your product, not because of the name. Yeah. And I don't know why I needed to hear that, but yeah, I had to have that little like gut check of like, it's really not that big of a deal if you want to rebrand and change your name down the line, you can. So finally I was like, okay, sent it to my trademark attorney and she's like, let's go at it. She sends me some stuff back and she's like, it looks like we're clear. We're going to start the filing process. And so I think, um, I know the last formula for my beverage came in January 12th and my birthday was January 13th. And so I saved the cans and I had like several of my teammates over my house. We went out for my birthday and I was like, all right, here it is. And they loved it. I loved it. They loved it. I was like, okay, we're on to something. And so by that Monday, I believe I had submitted the – This is what I want out of the formula information back to my formula company. And they're like, all right, we're good to go. Get this at the third situated and you're ready. And then I want to say a day or two later, and it might've been January 25th, I might've heard back from my trademark attorney that my trademark was clear to go ahead and start using. And so I was like. Weird. This is what 31 looks like for me right now. It's just like, it's next level. This is 31. This is how it's starting. And I was on this whole like kick when I turned 31 of like, you know, the song, do your thing, 21, do your th-. I was like, you know, do your thing, 31, yeah. do your thing. So that was like my motto. I was like, win anyway motto. Um, and so from... September to middle of January was like trademark formula. And then in January, that's when we started the logo process. And back to the my teammate in the logo design. So once I settled on Brazy and knew that it was okay to use it, um, she and I were just like talking about some things. And she was like, what if you did this with your logo? And I was like, I don't know. Okay. And so then I started trying things and was just like playing with it. And she's like, Yep, that's it. So that's how the logo came about. So Go Brazy's logo was made by me, influenced by my teammate Leah. And then um, from there we started the packaging design. So while they're submitting or while they're getting all of my formula stuff, and that's like lab specs, things that run for manufacturer, all that stuff in the background, I teamed with a designer on their end to this is this is where I learned my lesson to help me with my um, label design because I'm new to the space. Like I'm mm. like, in my mind, you know, so much more about this than I know. So help me like, Yes. I, but at like the same I, time, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm a creator. So I know that any creator has their own vision. And so like as a creator and you're a creator, our goal is for our visions to meet. I don't want to be like, my vision is what you need to produce. I want a, our visions to collide and make like yes. an, an higher level visual. However, that wasn't how it worked. (laughs) And it was like, my idea was over here. Her idea was like, Mm. just there. And I'm like, this isn't it. So let's try again, try it again. Still wasn't it. So finally I was like, you know what? Here's a Canva document. I made it, did it. Here you go. Put it on a can or put it on the formatting for Um, At this point, I'm like calling manufacturers like literally every day. It's me and a new manufacturer every day trying to decide who's going to produce this beverage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going through the design process and finding manufacturers at the same time while I'm getting my specs and stuff sent, trying to figure out where to source ingredients, all those things. Um, And so with the design, I officially was like, here's a camera document. This is what I want it to look like. Make it look like that. And then if there's anything that like I miss from like a, you know, this business more than me, throw it on in there. And so... Finally, we came to like a, I guess, I mean, you know, she put what I wanted on the thing. And then this is where the label issue came up. And it was, I did the thing I thought I was supposed to do. Hey, here's a nutrition panel that I got from the lab that should be on my beverage. And she had a different idea of like how to go about that. And that's where the label issue came about. But I didn't realize this until... August, which is I don't know, six months later, because my the design was literally my focus. That was the thing that I should have cared about when realistically, if I would have known how to take my canva document and put it on the uh, artwork lay, lay flat approval form, I could have essentially done it. I just didn't know how to do it. So it would have been correct had that happened. But it is what it is. We are like through that. But essentially, while all this, like, design is going on, um, I'm on the phone every day with manufacturers trying to find a company that's best fit. And being in the southeast in Charlotte, everybody's like, oh, there's a lot of manufacturing here. Yep, there is. There's Coca-Cola. There's Pepsi. There's a lot. But if you're not a big will and you, like, have – they like, I was told one time by a company, they're like, yeah, 750,000 units a month. Startup. Startup. start up Brand new brand oh, new and like I can be that like need
0: proof of concept first like yes that and, is a huge challenge I have too is like I need people with reasonable moqs yes. like, and like I'm not ordering 10,000 for the first run no 100,000 for the first run of something that I don't even know is gonna sell give me a thousand. give yeah. me yeah. a thousand and, and that's, <laughs> like, that's my so thing it's like a number yeah
1: like and I couldn't figure out how i literally would lead into these conversations i'm a startup and then that was something that would be said for four thousand gallons a month what
0: what <laughs> they're like that's cute like yeah.
1: like what what do you want me to like i can i can literally sit here and pretend like i've got the greatest products in sliced bread like shout out to the companies that launch like multiple SKUs at a time like y'all got it congratulations i am proud of you <laughs> Bootstrapping this by myself, solopreneur here, could never, would never, and because like you just don't know, and so to put all of your eggs in four baskets and then hope that one of these ships sails, I feel like you wind up losing a lot more money than you wind yes. up getting because you don't know if one of them is going to sit there, and then if you've invested all of this money into all of them, and so like that was another thing is it like oh well if you have multiple SKUs
0: then we can run this batch size I'm like. How do y'all do that? Yeah. Help me and it's explain. Like, it's still the same batch size that I can't pay for right now. Like right. I can't. I'm not paying what? for 750 thousand cans. Like I, I need can't. another option, <laughs>
1: yeah. please. And so it's that was probably like the biggest thing. Like it, I started looking for manufacturers in January, and it wasn't until May that I locked in with one.
0: Mm. And are they like a? We don't have to like give, you know, uh-huh. but like, are they like more of a boutique manufacturer? So I've like had really great success with, um, so I have done the same thing that you did like with your formula and with my perfume. So like I've gotten mm. dozens and dozens and dozens of perfume samples, but I found like a boutique manufacturer that will make like the clean product. And so that their MOQs are so much smaller Or were you able to just like talk someone off the ledge? That's like a big manufacturer, and you were like, "No, let's do less." Or did you just? I had to. Did we open a few credits? I would call
1: them. (laughs) I would say that they're boutique, Um, (laughs) boutique in the sense of I learned why all of these breweries in Charlotte can their own beverages. They do it themselves because it's, it's a lot more cost efficient. Um, And when I say boutique, I mean, they have their own line of products. And fun fact, one of their lines of products was actually sent to me as an influencer, like marketing gift during COVID. The irony, the irony. And I didn't even know this until Um, I was in their facility and they have their refrigerator of products. And I was like, wait, that's you? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I know what that tastes like. Yeah. Like (laughs) it it was kind of crazy. It was very like full circle, but, um, I mean, they reached out to me as an influencer to, um, hype their brand up a little bit, but like our brand. We just didn't align, you know, like I, like I believe in like, you know, even we'll get into this on a later date, but like people that want to rep rep brands, I'm like, if you don't like the product, don't do it. Like, it's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Like it's fine. Um, but yeah, so they're, they manufacture their, their own products and then a few others, which is how I got connected because I'm a smaller brand that could take up a little bit less time, but I learned my lesson, I think. And, um, it's interesting that when I was going through all of the options that I, well, all of them, the four, I had four manufacturing facilities that I was like, that's still a good
0: amount to find actually.
1: Yeah. After, especially after all the people that I looked through and I was like, here's a list of four that I'm like, price range MOQ wise, I could make something shake here. Mm -hmm. And then right below all of those numbers I had relationship and underneath that I had like a rank and the company I went with I ranked them at a one and my reasoning was seems too busy for my brand Mm. and when I'm telling you I learned that the hard way and I should have spent the extra money and gone with the company that was the four Like I I kick myself every other day over that. And I'm just like, dang, like (laughs) back to the point of like people like not caring about your business as much as you care about your business, like finding people that want to see you succeed is so important when it comes to partnering with businesses to produce your product versus like I'm giving you a check, you work for me. It's more of a no 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 no. We have to create a partnership so that if
0: I need you in any moment we have an understanding of what support looks like for each other. Right. Cause like at the end of the day, when it comes to manufacturers, so like what I, before we hopped on, I was telling Brittany that I'm like having an issue with a formula right now. And, um, so far the one email I've gotten back has been helpful, but it's like, no, I should be able to just like hop on the phone with you and be like, what you're producing is not what we agreed on. And they should be, I don't want to say like bending over backwards, but that's their product. So like they should be bending over backwards because here we are like small brands giving thousands of dollars to them. And it's like, yeah, we're emptying our pockets to give you you business. Yeah. So we can help each other. Like, like our business doesn't run without you. Just like your business, if we all dipped out, wouldn't run either. Exactly. And it. I feel like that's such an important like thing to touch on that the people that you're working with, like I will not work. I, I will not work with a partner, whether it's for labels or for manufacturing or, I mean, I make so much of the product here myself, but um, if I don't have a one point of contact, do not give me the runaround. Like I need to know that I can call like Anytime. Bobby Sue, you know, whoever, and that's the person I talk to. And yeah. because then they do become kind of like emotionally invested in you. Yep. Um, and that's I think a really really important thing to touch on that not a lot of people like if you're working with a massive corporation, right? It's going to be so much less personal that they're just going to be like, nah, all okay. right, we don't Next. really care. Yeah, we don't need. To. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like I said, those are some of the things that I being so fresh to the game and bootstrapping and, you know, penny punching and the most like in the ways that I felt like I could. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we we we're going a real high quality ingredient route. So like ingredients, I'm not cutting corners on there. So if I can yeah. find ways to find a facility that includes this or doesn't have such and such that makes me have to pay for such and such more and it's like. That's what I was looking for when it came to like locking in manufacturers, and I initially spoke to one person, and then my initial call was with someone else, mm-hmm. and then we looped all together, and then I had another point of contact. I hate and that. It, and and <laughs> and now that I like look back at it, it's like hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's of like worse. got it noted now. Like I, I see how this goes. Meanwhile, like again. A different company that I've spoken with. I mean, I've talked to the same person about any and everything in regards to our brand's partnering. And, you know, I'm sure you'll probably get to this point too. So like, if you do start to do more stuff out of house, like let's say you've got like your East coast manufacturer, your West coast manufacturer because of like, you know, shipping. And I think, um, that's one of the things that it's like, keeping these relationships with manufacturers is still important but at the same time recognizing all right if I need a hundred percent produce like uh, I want to like bet my bottom dollar that they're gonna get exactly what I want out of them every time so I don't have to think about it paying attention to these relationships before you lock in is so important and like mm-hmm. to the point where like right now like I have a contract that is currently being reviewed by an attorney because I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way that like, like fun fact, like it was a conversation that my brother and I had. And when I was, you know, again, I'm going to have manufacturers in different places where essentially the recipe is just here and you produce for this quadrant of the world. You produce for this quadrant of the world. Like it's, you know, it'll be like that. Um, and so with this company, they sent me this like super long agreement. And I was like, <laughs> you don't trust me. What? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do I need to look all? But then essentially my brother was like, why didn't you get this from the company before? Like what, what kept them from sending you something like this? But that's, that's kind of where you get that, we're new to this, not true to this energy from the company that I, you know, versus the company yeah. that I'm looking at right now. And like they are, they've been doing this. They know how it's done, and I'm sure they've had their share of horror stories with working with different companies. Like it just is reality. Yeah. Um, but having an agreement in place that says in the event that X and Y Z and X Y Z happens, this is what you're responsible for. This is what we're responsible for. Like nothing like that was ever done. And I'm like, dang, I kind of wish we would have had something like this because it would have made this process a little
0: different. Yeah. But you live and learn. You kind of have to, yeah, it does feel like that (laughs) that all the time. You do You have to like go through those things where you're like, damn it. Like I should not have done that. It's going to cost a ton of money. But you course correct, and you literally never make that mistake again. Yeah. And that goes back to, like, to the importance of bootstrapping, because it's like, okay, you are the one learning it in real time. It is not going to happen again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And at the end, when you let these things happen, like, I always am, like, even with all the mess of, like, what I've been dealing with, I'm, like, I know that what's going to come out of it is going to be for like the greater good of the business as a whole. Um, because it's in those times you like learn to pivot and when you pivot, you usually find like a better solution than what you were dealing with anyway. Like it's like, no, yes, it costs sometimes thousands of dollars, honestly. Um, but once you pivot, you're in a situation that's like, Oh my God, this is better than what I thought I was getting originally anyway. Yeah. So it works out in the long run, but you have to be able to like have that foresight to be like, absolutely, this is a good thing. Um, after you like cry about it for a few days, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I like that's yeah. my current joke is I've literally cried every day since August yeah. 15th.
0: You literally just every like day have to cry. Yeah. And be okay cry with crying. Like, just get it out and keep it moving. It is a way to move the energy out yeah. of your being and then just like cry. And then on to the next thing. That part. Um, <laughs> so you're at the point now. All of this to say, you're like getting ready to launch. Yeah, we are <laughs> waiting on that email I told you about before we got started. Oh my gosh! So you're like on the edge of your seat right this minute. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm cool. Absolutely. Just like just refresh your email this whole time. Like it's. I, I want a live reaction of you getting sweating. Email, Let me see. Yeah, check and see if you've gotten it. Um email. Oh my gosh. I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: Okay, I haven't gotten an email about this, okay. but I did get the contract back from my attorney who was reviewing it. And I no, guess there's I, they need a word version of my contract. I'm like, I use can Google Sheets and Google. Yeah, Docs. like <laughs> I haven't had Microsoft Word since I was in college. I haven't needed
0: it. it. You can
1: but, it okay, now. that's, yeah, so, again, no update, but the update I'm waiting for is um, basically for them to say, everything's taken care of,
0: your shipment is on the way. So, I have to know, how many uh, cans did you have to order for your first order? I did
1: 12,000.
0: Okay, that's sizable, but that's it's, way yeah. more reasonable than yeah. 750,000.
1: Absolutely. And realistically, um, if we're selling by the cases, that's, it was around about 958. And the reason why this number is like, I can't confirm is because of production errors. Like, yeah. I, I won't know until they're like, these are the until, final like, numbers. Here. Right. Um, and I know Sometimes. how many cases I've had here. And I think I I know the number of hundred not 104, I've only had 16, 16, 32, um, 32 plus seven, 39. I've had 39 cases in Charlotte. Um, and that was the seven that my family and I brought home. And then I had two different shipments come in, one for a group of investors. Um, and then I had a shipment recently that I'm just like, let's keep getting these cans in the hands of people that people. can taste it and try it and just kind of make sure yeah. the steam is still rolling. Um, so Yeah. From a case standpoint, it's really not a lot of cases considering like order minimums for businesses um, and a lot of people that have commitments. So an example is I have a major gas station. This sun is like starting to get in my eyes, but it's OK.
0: Um, I had a major
1: gas station. Oh, it's OK. It's like giving me I'm giving natural light.
0: I know it's so good. I'm like, God, she looks so good, and like I'm over yelling. here like looking like I don't like, have a place stop. to
1: live. Stop! <laughs> oh my God, no, you're beautiful always. Um, but ex- like, fun fact, my batch size—I went big for the first one.
0: Big. Okay, okay. twelve thousand is big. Do not sell yourself short here. Twelve thousand <laughs> is huge. I'm I'm constantly like heckling people to let me do a thousand. So twelve thousand is huge a thousand would have probably cost me the same amount same as 12, amount 000. oh yeah when when there's the scaling that's something that I think people don't realize too like adding when you're already in production yeah whether you order a thousand well a thousand is still like a little bit but when you're between like five thousand and twenty thousand it's going to cost you like an a hundred extra dollars yeah <laughs> and yeah. you're like give me the 20,000 I'll figure it out Yep.
1: Uh, yeah yeah and essentially that's kind of what it came down to it's like so most people's um like even like with our cost per can our average cost per can for this first round is ridiculous but had I done a smaller batch it would be even more ridiculous and I was like yeah. you know what we're not guaranteed line time so if you're talking about Actually, I should have a can for you it's right here oh it's beautiful there it is
0: without the glare of the sun on it. That's um, the first time I take a screenshot from the podcast with your can.
1: Jeez. Beautiful.
0: Um, but because our can size is everybody's
1: favorite seltzer beverage can size, um, my purpose for going big was essentially, I don't know when the next time I can produce a second batch. I know the shelf life is great on the product, Mm-hmm. But from like a, when is our next one going to be able to happen standpoint, I didn't know that. And originally our plan was to start this back to my story of like this, no one's time being on my time. Yeah. My original production date was June 15th. Got moved to potentially June 30th, 30, 30 30th, I think, or July 1st, one of those days. And then the next date was uh, end of July And not the absolute last resort, it was supposed to be August 1st. I didn't get this production done until August 15th. So let that sink in. But when I was originally locking in with this manufacturer, they were letting me know that this is like peak time. Like summer is peak production time for 12-ounce sleek cans. So everybody's selling them. Everybody's running out of them. Everybody is like producing stuff. And so it's like I was so worried that I would run out of product as we were selling and launching that like I was like, I need to just make sure that I have marketing units available and then units able, available to sell. Yeah. And so that's how we went bigger. Um, and even like right now with one of the retailers I might have on the hook, if I lock in with this retailer with their over 100 locations, the entire batch is gone.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like, you don't know that it won't I've, be sold. Oh, I do. Because it's like, it's so, it's the weirdest thing. And to try to describe it to somebody that doesn't have a business, there's a really fine line between being super excited about a huge order and it giving you anxiety through the roof. Complete hell. Because Absolutely. it's like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then it's like, oh my God, shit. <laughs> Can
1: like, I actually fulfill I, this?
0: Yes. So, um... I get what you're saying. Like the product is there, but then if it's gone in one fell swoop, are you, it's like, okay, now like all your consumers are like people that have been waiting for it to come out. So it's like, how do you handle that? Do you start with five of those hundred locations and say, Hey, like, you know, or whatever works for you. But the anxiety is real on really, really big orders because it's like super excitement for like a half a second. Oh yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: like let's say, and then like you get to that point too of like, if we sell out, right? And now they're like, we need more,
0: and I'm like, um we don't have more.
1: You took it all, <laughs> like I'm out. You like out. you, you're gonna need to go to one of your
0: hundred locations because we're out. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's kind cool. of where I, like it's it's so nerve wracking because yeah. the not like it took me. June, July, August, it took three months to get that one batch done. Plus September, October, November. So six months on 12,000 cans.
0: Yeah, but once they're like, I feel like once they're started, it's going to be. Yeah and you'll be more like hopefully a few week lead time and once like money starts generating you'll be able like what i've had to do with one of my products so i sell so many of these ritual sprays and they're like a room and linen spray but they're also body safe so like people just use them for everything um and what i've had to do is the minute a palette arrives with the bottles on it i have to order the other palette you know what i mean so you kind of like Get into your cadence. Yeah. Once like money starts coming in from that initial one, it will be so much easier. Cause that will be like to like profit in there. So you'll be able to like figure out your cadence, but you'll figure out a way that like works for you. And then soon you'll realize like, you'll have to place it a little sooner. So it's like, Oh, when, um, but yeah, for me, it's like the minute the palette arrives, I have to place an order for the next one, like that day. And that's right now what's working for me. Um, Huh. And it's it's slowly going faster. So, like, now my pallets they used to last, like, six months for these, and now they're lasting, like, three. So, you know, it is a lot more. And, and I think what people don't realize, too, about, like, purchase orders is yeah. a lot of times you don't get paid, or, at like, wholesale stuff, you don't get paid until the product when, is delivered. Yep, yep. So there's another challenge there of being able to fulfill – these massive orders without the money yeah. yet. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because they're not paying you until yeah. the they have Their the product. product.
1: And so I'm actually preparing for a second batch already. Yeah, you have and to. And I haven't even received the first one because I'm anticipating running out of the product that I currently have. And even something as simple as like, I was joking with my teammates and I was like, yeah, I'm going to probably have to limit everybody's first purchase to two cases just because. I'm going to have to service retailers too. And yeah. Got to do what I got to do. And if I looked at my email list from a, like, you know, like you kind of like take those numbers and take your percentages from there. Half the batch could at least be gone. And I'm that's like, amazing. okay, that's a great thing. And so I'm like, well, if you only get 12 cans in a case, you're going to run out in like a week or two weeks, depending oh on how God. often you drink them. So I'm like, how can I keep going and keep everybody happy yeah. without like bending her backwards. But yeah, we're, I'm but those, basically going to prepare for another one.
0: Prepare the yeah. others. No, you have to. And like, I don't know. I just like, I have a feeling that what you're doing is going to be so successful for two reasons. One, I think it's like super well thought out and like, it's just, it's actually solving. So like I watch a ton of shark tank. <laughs> I love that show. Love That's like my comfort show. Um, if it's not like Taylor Swift, Miss Americana, it's shark tank. And, um, what they always say is like, okay, well you're going into the beverage space or you're going into the food space, like good luck. But what you've done is you've actually like pinpointed something that's missing. Like that is insane that beverages that we're constantly consuming. I mean, you hear the stories of like these teenagers that get put in the hospital because of like whatever the mixture is and the fact that like these leagues have banned these products and like you're kind of like solving two problems. Like you said, it's not just energy. You're like, this is, I want to talk about the ingredients too because it sounds like it's a very functional product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, like you're opening yourself to all these people that don't get to enjoy these products that everybody else loves because it's safer. So, like, you're solving a true problem, which I feel like is really hard to do in – you're, like, kind of paving your own lane here, and – Secondly, I feel like it's so authentic to who you are, like between the name and like you standing in your integrity of the ingredients. Like, I just think those types of things go so far because it's not, you're not just like slapping a label on like a pre-made product and being like, I'm branding it because I have like a following or whatever, you know, like, yeah. a lot of people do that. And I say, get ready for batch two, three, four, and five. I, I think it. it's, We
1: are... We're going strong. I mean, to your point, I was in a gas station, National Gas Station, a few days ago. think it was yesterday. And I was just, every now and then, now that I've gotten this far in the brand, I will just, like, shelf look. Like, I just see what's on the shelf. And, like, really pay attention. Market reach. And now I'm kind of, at all times, like, I'm always paying attention. And I was trying to figure out where my product sits. Because... Mm if you walk into most convenience stores, um, everything is kind of the same, but then you have your coffees. And so I'm like, okay, well, since, I mean, that is the foundation of our beverage. Is that where we sit versus everyone else? Because there's, everyone else doesn't sit there with us. Like, and I didn't really realize it was that dramatic again. Like I, used to consume one that was a natural caffeine source and then I'm I'm assuming the recipe changed, which I honestly didn't even pay attention to it, which I'm sure most people didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Um until probably like six, seven months ago, honestly. Cause while my product was being made, I was obviously still consuming another oh, product. I'm yeah. um, just being honest with myself. Like I mean, I didn't have mine still so caffeine. Yet. Yeah. Right. Um and so I was wondering like I'm like, this is really like not in here the way that I have it. And fun fact, we are manifesting this retailer. Um, We do have a connection with this retailer already. It's just a matter of the product being produced so we can say, Hey, take our, take our product into your stores. But, but yeah, I'm like, where does my product sit? And essentially it sits in a place that can create its own shelf because of the type of beverage and what its foundation
0: is yeah i was gonna say like i almost picture it like in my head like it it could go in three different places it could go like you said like with the caffeinated beverages coffees what have you whatever sits on the shelf there obviously with the energy drinks or mm-hmm. even with like the coconut waters and the yeah. power yeah. aids and the yep. stuff like that so I feel like you're kind of at an advantage too because shelf space is so expensive that like maybe one place is a little cheaper or yeah. one, one place gets more business and yeah. it's worth paying the little extra to have it in that slot. Um, yeah. But I feel like you're kind of an advantage because it fits in multiple categories. You yeah. know, it fits in the natural, category energy, it yeah. also fits in like the energy category which a lot of them don't fit in the, in, in the both. natural yeah
1: yeah yeah and it's i also love it too that like we're not necessarily like reinventing the wheel so there's a lot of new energy sources on the market now that people mm-hmm. just don't know well yet it's like adaptogens like Ugh, nootropics, adaptogens. stuff like that yeah like i it's so new that you there. a lot of brands are still having to teach people how to consume those. Where with something like Brazy, um, and I, I was looking this up last night too. Again, my, my 24-7 brand. That's
0: uh, all like on the couch, but with a computer on your lap. Like that's yeah, me. always. Yeah. Like, and I'm, re- I'm relaxing. Like, yeah, sure. Doing work from the couch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or in my bed as I lay here in my room and just Yeah, school. literally. <laughs> oh my God. Like that was kind of what I was looking for um, my brother was talking about something relative to, um, how many people connect with the brand, right? Mm-hmm. People know your Starbucks, people know your other energy drinks, um, and people know like what's familiar to people. And so now because of what keeps happening, like in the news, and this is not like a, I'm... Um, pitching my product to kids situation. But a lot of the concerns that parents have with energy drinks is because of the ones that they connect to issues.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But most parents don't bat an eyelash when their kid wants a $6 coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Or a soda. So yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you don't bat an eyelash at Starbucks because it's coffee, And that's the only caffeine, only upper besides the vitamins that are in this beverage. And essentially, it's a coffee from Starbucks with zero calories and zero sugar.
0: Yeah. And It actually has like beneficial. Yeah. It doesn't have the syrups and the, you know, even though we love the brown sugar syrup. (laughs) But it doesn't have all the things that like kids don't necessarily need to be consuming. Right. Yeah.
1: So... And that's kind of where I'm on this wave of, like, I want you to not be afraid to drink energy drinks because you trust me with what I've put in this one. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, someone with, like, any type of medical history could, you know, who knows,
0: right? Everybody talk to your doctors first before you do yes. anything. <laughs> yes. We have we have a
1: disclaimer. Yeah. There's a disclaimer on the product that, you know, but... Um, there's not a disclaimer on the Starbucks menu. Mm -hmm. It's not a disclaimer on their stuff to certain capacities. And so I think parents can drop their shoulders a little bit when it comes to like their football player or their dancer wanting something for a match or a competition or something along those lines. Um, Kids who are in college that are on go with sports and academics can relax a little bit into the idea that like, I'm like you and I consume this the way you could and should. Um, we're not like a synthetic put together caffeine source that may create, you know who knows what
0: Yeah. Side effects.
1: Side effects. Yeah. So when I get coffee, if and then like the amount of caffeine in Go Brazy is two hundred milligrams, which is a grande uh caramel
0: macchiato at starbucks. Yeah, it's like or a not. big cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. A triple espresso at Starbucks. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's very similar caffeine content which I, if I'm not mistaken um one of them is more. Like I think the Starbucks coffee has 225 milligrams.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of like big cups are across the board like 250 like uh-huh. it's not uh-huh uncommon to be over 200 for coffee i've been
1: entertained dropping the caffeine content in this because i want people to feel as if they can have two
0: maybe um, you can do like a go brazy light a go brazy decaf go crazy i would love that i'm currently decaf right now in my life i can't believe i've gotten here
1: i'm like, I like you what i'm like i i feel like oh. every has their little phases though like i think it's good for you to like, be able to do that. Like I commend anyone who can just like, and I I, be honest, I don't know how much caffeine really does for me from like a keep me awake standpoint. Like if I'm sleepy, I'm going to go to sleep. Um,
0: yeah, I could like, literally, I only stopped for like fertility stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like temporary, but yeah. Oh my God. I would drink like four cups of coffee a day, I could have one like before bed and still pass out. Like this was not a choice. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Cause I'm like uh-huh. I'm like thinking about I'm like thinking about, you know, all these things you're talking about. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. this would be like such a fun, even for somebody that's like, I don't really drink alcohol, but I'm like, what a fun way to like participate in a party. Like have yeah. a little go brazy, like a because the the flavor, I don't know lift. if you said it, is sour watermelon, right? Yeah, sweet and sour, sour watermelon. watermelon. Make a little mocktail with it, yes. and like you'll be just as like feeling good yeah. as everybody else. <laughs> I was at a wedding this weekend,
1: and that was I was drinking brazy um, yeah. before the bride and groom came out for the reception because I was like I'm running on fumes. My teammates and I, we literally left Charlotte at nine thirty or ten o'clock. Um, Friday night and got there at like two, two thirty the morning before the wedding. And so we were just kinda like running on fumes and I was like, Go oh, Brazy, it is. And so like yeah. that was my little like everybody's drinking their champagne and I had a go brazy in my hand. I'm I like, it's perfect. And I then I, I and then I, you know,
0: I, I switched it over and made me a little Yeah.
1: <laughs> elevated beverage with some energy and electrolytes.
0: <laughs> I love so that. Good. no, I think it's like it's so nice too, I think when people really get to know it that like you were saying, there's not that worry attached to it because like, I feel like a lot of people like drink a ton of energy drinks and like, they kind of know they shouldn't, Uh but they do it anyway. So it's Uh like, this is the perfect way to just like redirect that need to be drinking them so often and not have to worry. Yeah. Um, No
1: secrets. Just electrolytes
0: hmm BCAAs. BCAAs, which are good for. Let the people know what they're good for. Recovery.
1: So, like, muscle recovery. Like, um, they're also brain boosters. Like, they're good for your body. Day. Like, essentially, most people consume BCAAs after a workout, like, 30 minutes after a workout. And so, getting them before kind of helps, like, jumpstart your recovery mm-hmm. process. So, like, if you're always on go, always active, or doing things, like,
0: anything, like, you can kind of keep that uh, muscle rebuild going. So, such a smart product so when the delivery gets to you are you the packer and shipper or do you have somebody do you, you are it is we are running the show
1: here and currently my what i'm trying to figure out is where do i
0: put the product so there is a place um i don't know if there's one in charlotte and it's called salt box have you heard of it no. And they – uh, I'm going to Google it right now while we're on. Okay. But, I'm going to um, it up too. Salt. Box. And it's basically an – oh, I think it's called – oh, yeah, Saltbox. Logistics Solutions for E-Commerce. So basically what it is is they're kind of all over the country, and they're inventory, warehouse, and they'll pack and ship, but geared towards small business. Um, I've thought about doing it cause there's one out here in California, but they're like a little far from me. So, um, I don't know if they have one in Charlotte, but yes, it's saltbox.com. Um, and if you're looking for a solution like that, I don't know if they'll just let you, they have just workspaces. They have, yeah, they do fulfillment too. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to them, so they might just let you do fulfillment request but. One in my city.
1: Because yeah, is there I, not one in
0: Charlotte? Sadly? I don't.
1: The closest one I think is Atlanta, from what I see oh, yeah. so far. But in my mind, I'm like, I could do like a storage facility or mm-hmm. storage in my apartment complex, which is kind of what I'm thinking. I'm maybe doing like a half and half, um, because I don't know how long I will have to hold on to the product, and I want to be able to have access to it, kind of like around the clock. Yes. Yeah. When I'm free, I'm free. When I'm not, I'm really yeah. busy. Um, and so that's important too. And then like kind of being comfortable going in and out, is
0: obviously important. Yeah. And maybe you know, like when you get into your cadence, even if you because I think with these like saltbox places, you would basically teach them and How send like your the Yeah. And so they'll fulfill it for you. So you could send like Three quarters of your product to them, and then keep the other quarter with you. Um, But there's a lot of like really cool solutions like that that will make your life easier. And you know, in the beginning, obviously, this is why I love to, talking to you. You, know, this you is might is why, have to be <laughs> go back to our like
1: three-hour conversation we had what two months ago. I know, like, over
0: voice up, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my god, yes, I, I, that would be perfect because it, it's just me.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Like packing, packing is the hardest thing to do, especially when it comes to like space constraints.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we're super lucky right now that I have like two areas, basically, like my business is completely run out of a house right now. Um, <laughs> and so like the garage is essentially like boxes, product boxes and shipping boxes. I have life-size um, bags of packing peanuts and then upstairs, I basically have everything set up as like a workplace and it holds inventory. So wow. you, you make it work, yeah. but, um, I'm ready for like a, a bigger space, but we just don't know if we're moving, but they were one of the things that I was looking at. Um, cause there's like one in DC where we came from and then, um, there's one here in LA, but LA to get to is a pain. And for me, my product is so heavy, um, and since I make it here, I'd have to ship it to them, which would just be like hundreds a of lot. dollars. Yeah, so it's not worth it for me yet. But if you're having products shipped directly to you, they could just yeah like, reroute it. But there, it's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there like geared towards small business, which is nice. It's just like you said, you have to like find them or stumble across them. Or yeah, like, they're like that, not so. easy to come
1: by, especially the ones that are like geared for small businesses in a city where most small businesses aren't consumer packaged goods. Like most small businesses here are like brick and mortar businesses that are um, providing like a service or like making a product to give right there on the spot. And so it's a lot, like it's not necessarily your CPG startup business city, um, but people do it. Uh, And I think that was interesting. I was at a, I was in mexico and i ran into this couple who maybe i didn't maybe I wasn't a couple i think i met the one of the friends of the couple that was getting married in mexico mm-hmm. whose buddy owns a logistics company that's apparently right around the corner from me oh and I keep forgetting exactly. that little detail, but then I also like—I'll be honest—like I have these moments of like, is my business big enough to be able to afford something like that? Because yeah. right now, again, not a single coin has been has been turned totally. for
0: anything, and so I'm like, that's like step mm-hmm. two and three after like proof of concept. Yeah. And um, my favorite story to like remind myself of if I'm having like a really hard day is, do you know who Sarah Blakely is? Uh huh. Yeah. So she's the founder of Spanx and her story is literally, she started Spanx. First of all, so many people told her like, this is such a stupid product. Like there's already underwear exists. Like we don't need this, but she kind of like you did, like paved her way in that space that already existed in her own way. But she said she, I think she started her business with like $5,000 only and her first batches of orders. She was like my entire apartment floor was covered in boxes and product. And she's like, I just sat on my floor for hours packing orders. And she sold that company for a billion dollars, you know? And I'm like, these are the things I hang on to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, like it's...
1: We are manifesting good things. And I pray for the day where the company's valuation is a lot higher than what it currently is. It's coming. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, stories like that, um, stories I follow. like I, I like the poppy story. I think that's a great one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another one that my brother sent me of, um, a lady who had a bakery and I can't remember what the name of the title of this Amazon documentary was but that was another one of those stories that my brother had sent me like when I was in the thick of just like getting close to production and like mm-hmm. things that like happen and I'm just like was that the mortgage cake, lady? mortgage cake
0: lady oh maybe not she's on Amazon but she started a cake business to pay her mortgage and blew up and now she's like ma- she be- was on like Oprah's favorite things list is it's, it like, called the- like like What's the it mortgage apple cake company or something
1: i think this is a different
0: one but i love that oh like, i want to watch <laughs> that one
1: this one i it's don't like, know if it's um, a
0: documentary but she is like all over the place now yeah
1: this was like a breakfast biscuit
0: company oh interesting
1: yeah yeah Huh. I, I need to, I need, you have to send me that. Cause I want to see I that. I've like I, I literally just like love listening to businesses start. And I know people me too. say what they say about the Kardashians, but like I obsess over their business. Dude. Like I, I, I can't get enough of it. Like I literally was just watching like I, and when I'm not watching Shark Tank, I'm watching the Kardashians. And the reason why I watch is because I'm so inspired by the way that they manage and handle and bu- and build their businesses and like yes i think last season was along with like courtney building her business and the product space um but for the most part like i joke that i'm following the kylie jenner launch method yeah because i don't know if you remember which i just like I post it yeah and yeah. Like, i don't follow them from like like i don't care to look like them i don't care to have the things that they have like anything like that. Like I literally just love their business and their, their business women's side. Yeah. Like, I love all of them for that. Um, even, uh, Kendall with 818, like, yeah, it's so cool because I know the alcohol space is so male dominated for So for her to be in that space and like people are going to be like, Oh yeah, it's probably so easy for her because she's I'm like, no, like no doubt in my mind, it's still probably really challenging for her because she's still like very few and far between of females in that space. Yeah. Um, but, like, when Kylie was wa- launching Kylie Cosmetics, um, she kind of did this, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. daily, daily, daily of her yeah. just, like, showing you something and you couldn't tell what it was. And then finally she's like, ah, surprise, we're launching. Um, and out. I think her on, yeah, like, immediately. And if like, I remember and, like, correctly, I, was it, it like was an accident. An hour? Yeah. yeah. it was. But like, apparently it they weren't supposed to launch. Yeah. Yeah. And they sold out within like an hour. And I'm just like, but what she did is she did that little teaser thing and like kept it so close. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, be silent and don't let anyone know what you're doing. Like make your moves in silence. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a celebrity. So (laughs) y'all can try to build a business in silence, but I'm not. I'm going to be real loud let you know something's coming because if I don't, when it comes, you're not going to care. And, and, she, you're, and you're not
0: going to know. You're not going to know.
1: So, and I think it's so cool how she did that. And I look yeah. at that business launch. So I followed her format. I pay attention to the guy who um, currently owns Starbucks. So originally when Starbucks was founded, he wasn't the original founder of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually just someone who was invested in the coffee experience. Um, and there's a whole little series on YouTube that like I, I'm obsessed with. And there was one night, as a choreographer, I traveled to South Carolina a couple Sundays out of the month in the fall to do choreography, and on my way back, it was like seven seven thirty, and I'm like, Starbucks is open in this little podunk town at seven thirty on a Sunday night. How are they open at seven thirty on a Sunday night in this little area? And so I went through, and I was like, I don't know, I just, I guess I just Googled Starbucks documentary or something along those lines and that's when i came across this documentary where i learned the story of like starbucks and how they built the brand in a way that people crave the experience of starbucks Mm. so much that at 7 30 on a sunday night someone's like yep i need to go get some starbucks i'm like wow like how how did you do that and so like following that guy's like um tactics on just like customer experience and really being thoughtful about how people feel and creating a uh, product that is less about it's less about just its its existence and more about the feeling that people get when they're consuming it. And I feel like your products are like that. Like I feel like you with your marketing, you create an experience with your products because yes, I followed you too without how you built your brands. And like, even like knowing like from your cake business or like your, um, your baking shop. Like going from there and it's just like you have always been really good about like creating environments of, for experiences that people want and want to feel again and want to experience again. And I'm like, that's what I want Bracey to feel like. And I don't think yeah. any energy drink really thinks that way. Yeah. It's like- In it's, regards to their marketing.
0: It totally. And like it, it goes back to like you coming from like an authentic space, right? Like you just want to give people something good. Like I'm the same way. It's like- I obsess over something that I think is gone wrong that nobody would ever notice because I want people to feel good. It's so good. Um I want them to have a quality product. Like I my little tagline is like cuz choosing clean doesn't need to feel like settling because how many mm-hmm. times do you buy the natural product and it's like this sucks or like it's in cheap packaging to be yeah. keep costs down and it's like no like people deserve to have a safe High quality clean experience that's also like Amazing, you know, yeah. and and um, so yeah, that's kind that. of that means a lot that you said that. So thank you. Oh yeah. um, you've influenced me to become my own product photographer,
1: and oh I, I'm building my resume every day.
0: Um yes. but
1: I'm like, I was literally doing pictures the other day, and I was like, Christina does shadows. How does she make these shadows in her product?
0: Oh my gosh, windows there's a um i'll cut this out you teach but me there's um <laughs> there's a company right now or maybe i don't need to cut it out but there's a the wall company, the company yeah drop a, a wall they're having a big sale right now
1: i need to look that up
0: yeah they're having a big they're like big fall sale right now so there's stuff and they have little Drop-A-Wall. um they have little things like this like square things that you, you hold you can... up next to light and they give you shadows so they have oh like God. packs I... of 10 or six of those or something that you can get on like I'm sure they oh have a teal God. color. Yeah. Yes. They're having a sale right now, so worth the investment. I'm going to buy some new ones too, because um, yes. I rely so heavily on my photographers, and <laughs> well, I need to. Not.
1: One day I'll be able to afford them, but until yeah. then,
0: those drop of walls are they're good too. And like they, if something spills on them, or you could spill on it for like a shot, they wipe or clean, shot. which is nice. Yeah. I bought some coffee um, beans today to do a shot, so
1: nice. we're gonna see what happens. I've literally been using my um, whiteboard as a backdrop. <laughs> i just lay the product, or I'm laying the like empty cans on there, yeah, and using things to like keep them from rolling. I have some Christmas. Oh, I stick like, like
0: yeah, I stick like little pieces of styrofoam underneath a bottle so it doesn't roll. Like I yeah. wish. I need to do like a whole like the behind what the it actually looks like. Yes. Or how many times I have to like take in slow motion me throwing a bottle onto the bed so it lands like with the label up like oh I'm just God. like sitting Please just like do. tossing.
1: I um, I want to do stuff like that. I just it's it's me in my own hands too. Like it, I had a teammate that I was like, can you hold this for me this week? I literally yesterday we were sitting in the hotel room waiting to leave. And I was like, "Can you just hold this and I take some pictures?" And I literally snapped some pictures of her. And I was like, "Thank you for being a yeah. I'll, you know, if you want me to take you some feet pics, so you can sell them. I'll take you yeah. with feet pics." <laughs> oh my so god! Like, I love like that. Like whenever I have people around, I'm like, "Let me take a picture." Yeah, so. you
0: have to though, and and it's just like part of the process is like figuring out. You know, like I have like a little spot that works for pictures for me, and that's what I have to do in between photo shoots because yeah, it's expensive. Um, but for anybody listening, I, and for you, if you've not done it yet, the most ROI I've ever gotten is professional product photos. So, um, at least for the website, at least for the website, just because, um, I don't know, it goes back to that experience thing, right? Like, so I, I've, purposefully I have very neutral products so what's nice about my photographers is I'll like send them like actually I'm kind of like leaning toward this vibe and they make the vibe happen in the picture whereas like your product is a vibe so I feel like (laughs) just like a few snaps of it you know although your pictures are good your pictures are good you do a good job with like the water and the ice and the situation (laughs) but I feel like for you I imagine like a few really just like hyped up shots of this and like an, a really great like slow motion video and I think I you'd need. be like good to go yeah I need to invest in that we'll get there I just
1: again like I need to find people here like
0: there's not like, I don't I send I, I, I all didn't... my product to people I just send it to them yeah just mail it mm-hmm. really so like I'm like terrified like
1: oh. how, okay that's another conversation that we can have this on or off but like i got a box of packaging a, pa- a box of um brazies and i had a busted can in them oh it happens and it i'm like how happy- do you trust sending your product without your glass breaking
0: it usually doesn't sometimes it does and <laughs> people are generally really understanding about it because usps and ups are all just a shit show and I swear they take packages and just, like, toss them. Yeah. Um, but you – are they, like, in a – for you, are they, like, in a wrapped case? Yeah. Like, with the, um, like the plastic wrap around it? Yeah. I feel like, for you, the best way to pack, and this is what I have found to be, like, a game changer in things not breaking in transit, is for me with the bottles, I, I pack them now in, like, packs of four. And I put, like, inserts in between each – bottle but then I take that box that they're in and I put it inside another box mm. so because your product is already basically in its own like self-containing uh-huh. box I feel like for you the best way to do it while you're figuring out until you get like a big branded package or whatever you're going to do is there's these compostable biodegradable peanuts so they're like better for the environment because I feel like that kind of goes with your brand yeah too. um and they're like made of cornstarch. They dissolve in water, and I feel like if you take a box that like is just a tiny bit bigger than your product, and put um, those in there, because you're talking about shipping by the case, right? Because one can's yeah. not gonna bust. One can won't bust. well If you're shipping out by, the- I send you a t shirt. <laughs> i wrap a can in. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. um but yeah, so the. Basically, the box would be just a little bit bigger than your product. Put the peanuts on the bottom and then put your product in and then just fill the rest up with those peanuts. So that way there's like a buffer in between. Um, And I mean, you can do that with anything. You can do it with packing paper. You can do it with peanuts. But I feel like for you, it's the day changed for me when I stopped shipping product in just one box. Mm. So I don't think you need two boxes. But I think you just need like ample cushion. So like when I'm putting that second box, so I have the product box, the box I pack them in Uh and then I take that box and it's like the little Russian dolls, you know, where it's like, um, and then that box (laughs) that I put, yeah, that box I put in the bigger box I surround with packing. So that way if the box gets thrown, like it's not ever hitting anything hard Yeah. and my breakage is down like I rarely have anything break anymore and that's I'm sending glass every day yeah yeah yeah
1: I that's okay boom on the same thing we could have a whole business conversation like yeah we could with like that was my biggest concern and why I was even like considering like when as we launched not even shipping like not allowing anyone to purchase product outside of radius where I could drop off and pick up because mm. I didn't want anyone to experience a breakage and then I know shipping is a costly thing and I just like the brand can't afford free shipping unfortunately and it was like well what about Amazon they pay for shipping I'm like yeah what you don't know about Amazon is what happens is a small business with Amazon and your product
0: going there like it's not as Oh, that you're like and dry. in worse shape getting oh shipped gosh. through Amazon than if, like, a two-year-old pack them. Like, oh Amazon God. will, like, let everything just, like, oh, bust. Yeah. Like, they don't care.
1: Yeah. and so it's, know, like, with back to their integrity. Yeah. And, and too, like, even with, like, their fulfillment from a small business standpoint, it's not necessarily, no. like, yeah, Amazon for small business, like, that's what everybody is driven to believe. And then you're as a small business inquiring and you're like, really? Yeah. Fee me, fee me, fee me, fee me, fee me. Like, oh my gosh. Like how many fees can there be? It's not even worth it. It, it. It's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I might as well just pay a distribution company to house all the product and sell. Like, yeah. I mean, even talking to one, I've, I've talked to a couple and I'm like, Startup. Start up, yeah, like right. round zero, help, no me revenue. Out. Yes, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is just nickel and dime, nickel dime, nickel nickel, whole penny, whole quarter. How about a yeah. half dollar for this?" And yeah. I'm like, "Y'all about to make more money than this product will even will even make <laughs> it." Like,
0: yeah, it's such a like game of figuring out what works best for you, and oh, yeah. and you'll figure it out. You'll have a few boxes maybe that you ship out that bust and you send a new one and you have to eat the cost and it sucks. But then like over time you figure out what works best. And then yeah. like maybe one day, like we talked about on our little voice memo, you get like custom packaging, like, you know, it's all stuff that can come. But right now I feel like for you, it's like, get that product, product in as many hands of people uh-huh. as you can. Cans so, and hands. Cans exactly. and hands. The cans and hands campaign. Oh, yeah. um, so before we, cause I don't want to keep, I feel like we can keep going for literally okay. ever, um, but I don't want to keep you all day. So I do ask everybody at the end of every episode, what is your biggest, boldest dream? And it doesn't have to be on the grand scale of business. It can be like home life. It can be, it can be big scale business, but I believe you talk about manifesting is like my jam. I believe putting it out into the universe gets like the wheels going and the universe is like, all right, let's deliver it. So I think there's a power to putting it out there. So what does your biggest, boldest dream look like?
1: I think I've only told this to two people. (gasps) Oh, Yes, um Bill. And I had this realization probably two months ago. And um, my biggest, boldest dream is to hire six CEOs. Interesting.
0: If I hire six
1: CEOs, that means that I have six companies, six brands that are doing well enough to provide an ample living for six different people and their families. And then I trust them enough
0: to do the same for the employees that work underneath them. I love that. Okay, so 6 CEOs for 6 different brands. That you're just going to it's just I, I want to hire 6 so. CEOs because
1: like it's and I don't want to tie like my success to that. Mm-hmm. But I know that I've changed at least 6 people's lives
0: when uh, I'm able to do that. I love that so much. I always I when I'm asked a similar question, I think there's so much power in treating people well, uh-huh. especially people that work for you. Like I don't toot my own horn often, or this isn't anything like that, but you know, restaurant turnover and, um, like wait staff, people that work in, in the food industry is like every two to three months you're getting new people. Yeah. My, when I had my bakery, I think the shortest I ever had someone was like a year and a half because I like, I couldn't pay a lot. It was a bakery, but it's like, the, you add value. I don't have you on like a raised schedule. If you're doing right. stuff and you're making me money, I'm going to give you more money. Yeah. Like I'm going to, all the tips at the end of the year, I'm going to allocate to your guys bonuses. Like, yeah. I'm only operating because you're here. Yep. Yes. Like and that's I will scrub the toilets with you,
1: but I couldn't do it without others. you. Yes. I love that yeah. so much. So that's-
0: Where can people find you? When can they expect to get go brazy in their hands?
1: (laughs) Um, You can find me at Brittany MSC on Instagram at go brazy is our business. Um, I think I'm Brittany MSC on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter X or whatever you want to call it. Um, And then go brazy is also on TikTok as well. We're working on our YouTube channel. Um, And then our website is www.gobrazy.com and subscribe to our email list. They'll be the first people with access to purchase the product when it is available. And hopefully we're launching by black Friday, but I don't want to get too Ooh, excited.
0: So soon. I'll put that. And out you're there. the first to know. So yes. that's the goal. Get excited people. Oh my gosh. And if you, everybody buys it. So this episode will come out the Monday before black Friday. Um. <sighs> So if you guys are lucky enough to get a can, snap, Snag tag, one. yes, <laughs> tag, let everybody know. And oh, I'm so excited for you. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. It was Thank you best. for
1: having me. It's yeah. been so great.
0: I can't wait to hear more of this story. So thank you so much. We'll have to do a part two, like a six-month Done. recap. <laughs> oh my god that would be so great like yes like a how's it going now update and we'll see you're probably gonna have have come so far so we'll
1: see i hope so